After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Only four percent of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Unnecessary, but totally necessary. What's not to love? everybody welcome to another episode of the pod street bullies the only podcast you're going to see an intro video where it feels like it's been way too long since the flyers have scored a goal my name is derek and i'm john what's going on everybody we're doing our best to try to keep everything positive here tonight folks but all hell's going to break loose screw that 30 seconds so negative <laughs> right, Buckle up, right ladies negative. And speaking of there's hoagie what's happening man Hey, what's going on, boys? And we've got Matt Casey joining us as well. I'm in a dark place. Let's get let's shed some light <laughs> on it. You ever Aren't notice? You ever notice at the beginning of the video where he goes, "Let's get it." It kind of sounds like Hoagie if he was stoned off his ass. <laughs> Dude, I love that line too. Right? Ass. It, does, it sounds like you it. said it. You know what's tough though? It. Watch watching our intro video. I'm like. Ah, those were those were good times. <laughs> in a time of glory days, in my glory days, oh, the glory anyway. days. Sorry, Mark. The glory days. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. No, it's uh, it's been a terrible week in hockey. There's no two ways about it. Uh, four games since the last episode, and we've lost all four. Went 0-3 and one. Uh, we got one point. One goddamn point. Out of four games, um, what else am I supposed to say here, guys? Uh, you know, I'm at a loss for words. It's <laughs> so what you get for trying to multitask. I couldn't. I told you you couldn't do it. He's trying to type the banner in and talk at the same time, and he can't pull it off. He's someone's got to do it. So I don't know what you. You know, oh, I don't know why you're complaining here. I'm trying to get too fancy with our podcast. I'll say. Right. I'll say this, man. On the games, and like, I don't want to backtrack. Like. It's not like we lost four close games. We lost one close game to Florida, which like, okay, like, you know, they're they're a good team unless they play, who was it, the Kraken? Did the Kraken just beat them? Um, yeah. Yeah, the Kraken. It's like, all right, I guess it's us and the Kraken who are, who are able to take a shot at Florida. But the rest of them weren't even close. I mean, we're, we're giving up uh, 4 nothing, 2-1, 6-3, 5-2. Uh, so much for our mm-hmm. defensive responsibility that we we're hanging our hats on. Right. Yeah. I mean, we make Dougie Hamilton look like freaking Connor McDavid. Yeah, he looks <laughs> <laughs> like what? The- I mean, I get it. He's an offensive defenseman and he's a pretty damn good one. But holy crap. Like, look at he this had, guy. Like, eight shots through like <laughs> one and a half periods, like through half the game. Right. Eight shots for a defenseman. That's insane. Like, what? It's half the their hell? shots, right? At that point. Or something stupid. Insanity. Probably something crazy like that. I mean, they had what thirty something shots. They had thirty 
five, 35 shots on net for that entire game where Philly posted 25. That's another issue that we'll get into here. But, Christ, I mean, one of eight points, they're sitting in seventh in the Metro through 20 games. It's just – it's a mess. There's no two ways about it. Where does this mess begin, though? And I think that's what we're going to try to pinpoint here tonight. I think we're all kind of in agreement here as to where it begins. From there, I don't know. I mean, what is, what are we supposed to do about it? So, John, speak for the rest of us here, it sounds like, and let us know what's going on here. I will gladly speak for the rest of us <laughs> at all I times. I preface this by saying John's Damn. opinions do not reflect those of the rest of us, but we'll see. Well, listen, you have to – is there something meowing in the background? Yeah, Oh, hoagie feet. Jesus Sorry. Christ. Will you throw that thing in the microwave already? <laughs> I'm trying, man. <laughs> You're trying? All right. Well, let us know how it goes. Anyway. Peter's going to be all over our ass now. <laughs> anyway. Joe when cartoon. I think of this team, right, I, tr- I look back to last year, and Chuck Fletcher goes into the offseason and makes a ton of moves. And I know that people will argue lateral moves, but I, I don't agree with that. I do think that there were improvements – Injuries have caused some issues. But when you watch this team play, it looks like the same exact team last year. And to me, that's because of the coaching. I have I have been pro-AV since he was hired. I try to give this guy the benefit of the doubt. But his system, this dump and chase BS, just is not working with this team. And I think it was Jason Martinez that said to a coach system, their system is their religion. Mm-hmm. To me, a good coach learns how to adapt to the talent that they have. And he's not doing it. It just clearly isn't working. And I know people be like fire Terry and we're beyond that. This is such a bigger thing. Now. I think that the entire way this team is coached to play just is not matching the team and I don't want to take up everything and I have a million things to say and we'll go back and forth but to me this is a coaching issue I can't disagree there what are your <laughs> thoughts on that Matt Casey <laughs> I absolutely agree and I think to, to play off of that point it's the way they're coming out and I went into the game uh, yesterday the New Jersey game and I was like okay like this could be the game we turn it around we're coming off a, an off day like I know we had practice I mean, it looked like we had gone, you know, it, we, we'd played back-to-backs all week long. Like, I mean, it, it, they, there was no emotion. There was no uh, energy whatsoever. I think we're hoping that that first line is going to bail us out. They're not really doing it either. And, like, that's a lot to put on them. And so I think it absolutely falls in on the coaching. The injuries are a factor. There's no doubt about it. I don't think anyone on that team, though, has been like, oh, injuries are a factor. Claude Giroux came out and said, that's excuses. Everyone's dealing with injuries. I will argue that not every not every team is dealing with five regulars that are out. Um, and I think that that's a legitimate concern and probably why we won't see a change with AV. Uh, but overall, it's like, man, you got to be able to push the buttons of your team and get people psyched up. And you look at what happened in the Florida game. And the reason why I would argue that that was such a good and competitive game is that it got physical and nasty quickly. It got them into it. It got people like Ristoline and it got McEwen who, you know, continues to impress from the fourth line perch, but that's not a good sign when that's what we're talking about as the positive. <laughs> um, so I, I think like the team just needs to show more energy and more enthusiasm and more just passion. And that does fall on coaching and that falls on, you know, being able to buy into a system. And right now we're not seeing it. Yeah. It's, it's completely lackluster across the board, aside from, like you said, McEwen, which has been like the lone bright spot for this team over the past, you know, maybe month or so. There's enough moments. Well, one does. I mean, that shorthanded goal was pretty. That was so damn pretty. I would would Um, argue our short, our our, our UK has been, the lone bright spot and outshining our power play. But that's the bright spot for the Flyers, though. <laughs> that's sad. It's sad. Like the, the power, the penalty kill was 10 for 11 this past week over those four games. Power play 0 for 9. 0 for 9. In and those... how many how many penalty kill goals do we have during that span? What, two? Two, two shorthanded goals? Yep. Something like that. Amazing. Yeah. 
We're getting more right. <laughs> from being a man down than we are a man up. Like how how sad is that? Pretty, pretty bad. Hoagie, what are your thoughts on all this, man? I mean, the quote that stands out to me and everybody is, it's a challenging time, but everybody has to be better, and that starts with me. But it's not starting with AV. He's not He's not doing better. He's employing the same systems, employing the same lines sometimes. I mean, the, the lines where, you know, you switch a player to, it, it doesn't work. You have to – he's throwing shit at a wall, the man, hoping, hoping it sticks. It's not – it's not happening. Um, I, I do want to touch on Casey's point where, you know, the injuries are, are really hurting us. But, I mean, everybody's going through them. Pittsburgh had Crosby, Malkin, Carter, mm-hmm. everybody out for yep. an extended long time. And they're mm-hmm. they're making it work. Why can't we make it work? Well, we because don't have a Crosby or a Malkin. That's why. <laughs> yeah, but they were out that. for so long. Right. Mm-hmm. They were out for True. so long, but then they're still above us in the standings. So where's mm-hmm. the difference right there? It's the coaching. The coaching is employing systems that everybody's buying into. So I, mean, I, I will also say this though, and like again, I don't want to make excuses. Our schedule has been brutal. I think I, I saw some stat, and I, I think Martinez tweeted this out too that we've had the worst strength of schedule or the hardest strength of schedule, whatever you say, in the NHL to date. There's something to be noted there, but it's still like okay, so we can't compete with top teams in the league. Like, what's the difference? At this point? <laughs> right, yeah. right. I mean, yeah. and the thing that worries me. I'm sorry, Derek, and then I'm going to shut up for you know two minutes or so. <laughs> But I, th- I think the thing is, is it's like we keep hearing, oh, the schedule, oh, the injuries. But in this division, like you do not have time to just let that happen, sure. right? Mm-hmm. Like we are not in a division where it's like we can continue to prolong this winning streak and be like, oh, well, in January, if we get it all together and it, our schedule lightens up and we get a few people back, we'll, we'll be in the playoffs. Like Chuck Fletcher is at a, at a point where he needs to make a decision right now he needs to go okay is am i going to allow this to just continue to flounder and to and pray that it turns itself around or am i going to continue my aggressive behavior like the lot in the off season and and make a decision here that's going to spark this team sure no i think uh hoagie read that first quote here and there's another one that i think would be fun to dissect here um quote is I've got to I've got to do a better job of making sure these guys perform to their level. Um, at what point, though? And again, like, don't take this the wrong way. Like, I'm trying to stick up for AV, but at what point is this on the players? Because AV can do all he wants to do to try to get these guys, you know, amped up and ready to go. But right now, we're seeing it not working. But is that AV's responsibility, or is that the players just needing to come around and start performing up to you know potential their level, whatever you want to call it? Anybody, well, that, that, anybody that just that dives one? into the systems. I mean, the dump and chase or the dump and change, you're not letting players play their game. You're right. making them chase after puck night in, night out, shift after shift. If you want mm-hmm. these players to play their game, let them, let them get into the zone and let them dangle some guys and let them set up in the offensive zone. That's how you're going to get the their performance out of them. Like You're not going to get anything while they're trying to chase a puck going after – these defensemen that already have the puck and already turning the other way. Like that, that's not going to work. Right. Sure. And, Sorry. Go ahead, Joe. And, and I just think it's like, it depends on the player too. There were, there were two players that I watched. It might've been just one play, but I think Sanheim carries the puck in on his own stick into the offensive zone. And I'm like, Oh, whoa, that's what I like about Travis Sanheim. There's that offensive skill. Same thing with Travis Konechny. He goes in with the puck on his stick. It's like you see what makes them good players, right? But so then it's like two when, seconds later, Konechny loses it. <laughs> well, yeah, but it, you know, but Konechny at the same Brolin's time, into the corner. Yeah. I'd rather them do that and leave the the dump and chase to people like if JVR is the one leading the rush. You know, where you know that he's not going to be dangling anybody. Uh, I just think that for certain players, their skill set isn't being utilized the right way. Right. Sure. That makes sense. Uh, what's your take on that, Matt Casey? Yeah, I think the – to answer your original question, Derek, of like – what was the original question? I totally lost it now. <laughs> yeah, look at you. Look back and like you're trying to get it back on track. You have no idea what the track was. <laughs> What the hell was it? Uh, So I've got to do a better job of making sure guys perform to their level. Like at what point does that fall on the players as opposed to AV? 
I think it, so. Yes, it, it, I think it's it's a two way street. You it absolutely falls on the players just as much as it falls on AV. I mean, Girl, these guys are all paid millions of dollars a year <laughs> to show up and freaking play. And the one thing that keeps sticking in my mind is I I feel like we we saw this last year. We saw this. Oh, they can't show up for games. They can't quite get it together. That's because we had a youthful and inexperienced team. Okay, what's our excuse now? We have an incredibly experienced team. We have a guy, you know, arguably everyone who we didn't want was shipped off in the offseason. What's the excuse now? And that's where it does. It's like, okay, you're right. It does kind of fall into the systems. Um, this 212 that we're trying to run, like, you know, I keep on hearing everybody and and you know, you can see it. We don't have the personnel and the speed and the size to actually execute that because it depends on people getting in and busting on the forecheck. So um, I'm with you, man. I, I don't think that it's it's the right system. I think it falls on the players. I think it falls on the coach. I think the only one to date who has done their job to a T is Chuck Fletcher. And unfortunately, a lot of those acquisitions have gone bust just from an injury standpoint. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight better the reward you put in the hours the energy the tough labor you are a fighter and medela is your reward medela the mark of a fighter drink responsibly beer imported by crown import chicago illinois sure the injuries play a big part in this i get that you know missing ellis has been a key uh a key you know no, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Missing Ellis sucks, and missing Hayes sucks, and missing Wade Allison sucks. Like, it all sucks. But at what point are these players going to step up, the guys that are filling in for them? We've seen the Max Wilmans. We've seen the Pat Browns. Like, we knew that they were going to be just kind of spokes on the wheel. They weren't going to be anything, you know, crazy. But we're, we're employing – we've said this how many times. We're employing a bunch of fourth liners. It's all fourth liners at this point. Right. And none of them are sticking. Max right. Wilman was an ECHL player last year. Like he was an ECHL player and now he's playing in the NHL magically. Like great. Good for him. Love the story. But what the hell guys, like what's something's got to give here. And the saddest thing is these are the players who show the most spark. Like, yeah. yeah, Is Wilman going to do anything to change the game? No. Mm -mm. But when he has the puck on his stick, he looks freaking hungry. Like he's not going to do much, but at least he looks like he wants to, (laughs) you know, it's, (laughs) it's just like everybody else. And we said this last year, everybody else is just in neutral and they're doing the same thing over and over and over again. And at this point, I don't even see frustration anymore. Mm -hmm. It's just settled in lack of emotion. Yeah. Right. It's a sense of complacency. It looks like at this point, the the last time we saw emotion was against the the Florida game where they Mm -hmm. were. Yeah. creating scrums hitting people like that that's when they play their best type of hockey is when they're making Mm -hmm. big hits creating disturbance around the net and just attacking like right i don't understand why they don't bring that bring that style of play every game like they only bring it like a game a week and it's really frustrating to watch got it got it against gearstead was a gearstead that guy from jersey when the the guy who McEwen took on oh yeah you didn't even see any pep in their step after that like mm-hmm. that's the type of thing that gets a team going, and it didn't. It absolutely didn't. McHugh, you saw the guy's fist. You saw his fist sitting in the penalty box, swollen all the hell. <laughs> right, cracked his nose. Yeah, and that did nothing. It got nothing done. None of the other players wanted to respond. They, they fell flat, and they ended up losing the game five to two. Like it, it's borderline sickening at this point. Like I but can't the watch th- these games. The thing that boggles my mind is. In our heads, right, we got rid of the players that we felt brought that mentality to the team. Mm-hmm. Did right, we feel right. wrong about it now, though? I mean, no, no, I still think those players should have gone. But the puzzling mm-hmm. thing to me is who this else? New group of players, all veterans who you would assume would be hungry, excited to play with each other. It's the same thing which makes it just convinces me personally that this is not a player thing. This is, this is a coaching situation. There's a problem in the locker room and I, I can't speak to it. I've never been in the locker room. Right. You know, I know Hoagie's in there every once in a while, try to smell some jock straps, but (laughs) trying to get to my boy lots. But to me, there's a reason why they're, they're acting this way. And 
I, I don't know. To me, it falls on the coaching. Mm-hmm. See, but we, we've watched this for how many years when it, when it was uh, LaViolette, when it was Haxtell, Barube, it, the players just become uninterested in playing. So it, I, it's got it's got to be coming down to the locker room and how they're being coached. Mm-hmm. I, I think it is, but I, I, I think there's also a difference. Like you look at the early LaViolette years when he came in like partway through the season, like that team flipped it on a dime and ended up going on a pretty legit run for even for a couple of years. Right. Now, eventually coaches all taper off. Right. Um, and I think that's what happens with LaViolette. And that's his MO at this point too, is yep. he's good for the first like two years. And then it's like, all right, what do we have with this guy? But mm-hmm. like, you know, Hextall, you didn't see a whole lot of, besides Hextall coming down to the locker room every now and then being like, why have you, why are you guys losing eight games in a row? which I would love to see a little bit of that in Chuck, quite frankly. It's like, you, you guys are embarrassing us. Like, this mm-hmm. is this is something that needs to needs to go. And whether it's AV talking up in the locker room or Claude Ch- talking up in the locker room or one of the new guys, like, so, somebody's got to at least show some show some leadership uh, right. to, to, make, to salvage this season. Because if we go into the Christmas break and we're so far away from – the uh from from the playoff spot or even a wild card spot like man i i don't know i don't don't know what we could what else we can do to fix it at this point besides trade away the biggest players we have which i think is the next step i would love to be a fly on the wall in between periods just to see what's going on in there like is someone stepping up and talking to these guys is someone stepping up to be that vocal leader to get these guys amped up because Mm -hmm. it sure as hell doesn't seem like there's somebody like that in the locker room right now Right. And, you know what's funny is we we were so proud of how many former how many players we brought in that were formerly a captain or assistant captain. Like, right. mm-hmm. what are these guys doing in the locker room right now? I'd right. love to know. Apparently, sitting in the ice tub because they're all they're all. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we we did have a comment from Michael, um, and it, he asks, "How about the management?" And I, I think this is a real important one. When he think when he says management, I'm assuming he means Chuck Fletcher and company. He's probably thinking top down all the way, mm-hmm. like Scott, under Scott, all the way down. I'm sure. Right. Yeah. So, like, to me, Chuck Fletcher did what he was supposed to do this off season. Right. It, like he he did the best he could. And I think he did a pretty damn good job, whether or not these are turn out to be the pieces that turn this ship around. He still identified needs and addressed them. Mm-hmm. Right. Now you look at, OK, what needs to be done? And if you're looking at it from a Chuck Fletcher management standpoint, right. You can say, OK, I have to go make a trade. Is that legitimately going to be able to happen? Like, can this team make a trade with the cap situation that they have? The fact that nobody's really into trading at this point. Like, is that even an option? You're starting to see a couple names pop up. And it's with a lot of teams that are, like, in the same situation that we are. Right. So you're seeing, like, uh, what's his name uh, from Vancouver? Who's the center? I just read something about DeBrusque up in uh, Boston. He's requested a trade. He's on his way out. I think everyone's like, okay, we're a quarter of the way into the season. I, I just don't think anyone wants to be like the first the first one through the glass on the on the trade one, especially I keep on hearing it's like, oh, it signifies that, uh, you know, you're giving up in the season if you trade someone. I, I think that's BS. I think it signifies that you don't have the right mix and you want to keep salvaging the season. Sure. And I agree with you, but it's like, but what does a trade look like? You're going to have to yeah. trade somebody that it's like change a scenery guy like JVR, like hope that they're interested in kind of reclamation project if you even want to call it that with him for a jt miller like you can't just you can't just trade draft picks for these guys right now we don't Mm -hmm. have the money right you know you find ways to make it work it's not going to be easy by any means but there's still ways because you got to think you know what's jt miller making let's just say for argument's sake five million dollars we're not taking on the full five it's you right. know, not retroactive yeah. but you're taking on the the seat the however far we're into the season you know the percentage all that good stuff the math stuff that i don't care to you know delve into but um it's doable it's just that much more difficult when we have one million and you know 37 dollars and 56 cents in cap space right now <laughs> right. this also goes back though to like the management aspect of things and why 
people are like, oh, like we're a corporate company now. It's like, hold on. They, we, we have spent to the cap. Like we have absolutely spent to the man. They, they're not like, He's hey, got you got what, like four million right now since we dropped Willman and um, the other one, Bunneman. Bunneman. Yeah. Uh, so, paper move. I don't know. I, exactly. I mean, I think there is a way to do it. If somebody wants to take JVR, like, please, like, right. I'll, I'll, we'll retain a million of the salary too. Like, you know, no one's going to. Mm-hmm. They see you what saw we, we see had to on give the ice. Up for yeah. I mean, think of the picks that other teams are going to want if they're taking on JVR's salary with his style of play right now. Right, right. That's going to be – I also think we look around, and like last year it was like, okay, we were able to zero in on Nolan Patrick and zero in on like a handful of players. Right now we, we don't know where to, where to focus our, our disgust and our hate. Um, and I think it's like, that's why everyone's just kind of freaking out all over Twitter is like, we just don't know where to point our frustration <laughs> right now. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, it goes to everywhere. I mean, everybody's mad at the coaches. Everybody's mad at the forwards, the defensemen, the goalies really are the only ones that aren't really <laughs> getting that much hate, which is a complete flip from last year because the goalies were the reason why this team sucked. Amazing. Right. Right. You know, it, it's so it, crazy. Oh, absolutely. But it's so crazy how things have changed in less than a year now because Carter Hart's playing phenomenal. Martin Jones has been better than we anticipated. Not fantastic by any means, but like solid. Right. You know, these better than we games, thought he was going to be. Yeah. Right. Three of his last four games weren't ideal, but like the way he started the season was fantastic. Like I'll give him that. Um, but, you know, the man, I just. I'm trying. I'm trying to ignore the fact that we we've given up 17 goals in the last week. Yeah, like that's that's tough. How many have we scored? Like six, six, six goals. We're averaging a point, uh, a goal and a half a game. Christ, to the four and a quarter the other team is getting. Let let me check. Yeah, they're not good. (laughs) Only on the season, they're only averaging like 2.5 to like three goals a game. It's it's just Mm -hmm. it's nothing to win you games. But we kind of knew that going into this, like. It's going to be tight games going through the entire season. Right. But I also look, though, at like what we were kind of pumped about at the beginning, which was like, okay, our our breakouts were actually really crisp. Our uh, neutral zone clog up was, was pretty good. It was really tough for people to get through. I looked back. <laughs> not good. Here's your heat map. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, draft. we are not an analytics podcast here. <laughs> Look, you can analytics, analytics. That, Continue, right Casey. Continue, <laughs> Casey. It's I, I look back at you know the way we played last night, and they just Jersey just backed us off, backed us off, backed us off. And so even the things that we were like, okay, this whole off season was against was all about limiting the amount of goals that we're going against, and mm-hmm. now that identity is absolutely into the wind. And mm-hmm. so I think like y- you have to shake it up. You have to adjust the forward lines. You need to get everybody a reset. They had a full day off today because thank God the Islanders are you know <laughs> even worse off than we are. Um, yeah. And so you're going you're going into New York next week or on uh, Wednesday, and like I'm not so sure we're not going to get blown out eight nothing again or nine nothing. Like there is a real possibility that could happen. Right. I mean, uh, the Rangers are having a, a great start to the year. And mm-hmm. I'll be there to witness it all. I'm so oh, excited. Cannot <laughs> wait to hear all about it. But to your point, and you know, we wanted to get into this as well. You want to talk about a shakeup. Where where does this team get shook up? Like, what's the first thing we look at as fans, really, and people that you know watch and analyze the game? Are we looking to make those trades? Are we looking to fire a coach if we're firing a coach which one what's going to make the statement that needs to be made you know john what are you what's your thought on this like where do we begin so i this might be one of the more drastic statements i've ever made because i typically don't like going here but i did spend a lot of time thinking about this and i i think you have to fire av i think if if they lose against the rangers again I just don't see firing a Tarion or a Yo doing something, you know, drastic to this team, shaking it up the way we want. I also just don't see a roster move of any significance happening right now. But Chuck Fletcher has to do something. So to me, you fire AV and you appoint you appoint Mike Yo. 
Mm-hmm. And maybe that doesn't solve your issue, but this team just I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> but but honestly though, but what else do you do? Like if pocket. this if this ship keeps sinking, all right. Do you think that that can happen midseason though? Do you think yes. that why, why yeah. not? Like Laviolette comes in, John sure. Stevens came in midseason, mm-hmm. didn't he? I just I don't know the way I see Chuck Fletcher I just don't know you know this whole like patience and let it work thing I feel like it would take a lot out of him to just fire AV that he's just not gonna know what to do I mean I honestly I don't care who's appointed I just I felt like appointing internally at least while you try to search I for Christ's sake don't want Terry and running the show so you know yo would be the lesser of two either evils but I really think that if AV will not show any ability to alter what he's doing or changing the game plan, you got to let him go. Because I don't see it getting any better if we don't make changes to how we're playing. Think about how excited a lot of us were when they brought in AV and then they brought in Yo and Tarion, two former head coaches with a plethora of, well, Tarion at least with a plethora of experience, Yo with some experience and some success, everybody was loving it. We're like, right. we have three guys that are experienced behind the bench that know how to run a team. Look where we are. Yep. Look where we are right now. We Bunch want AV's head on a stake. We want Tarion's head on a stake three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And Yo's just kind of, like John said, the lesser of two evils, up. you know? It's like, Yo's. I'm I'm indifferent to Yo. Honestly, I right. Think, you know, with what John said, it's drastic getting rid of AV. It absolutely is. Given the deal that he's on, the money they're paying him, you know, financials right. aside, that might be the move you have to make. Mm-hmm. The, the move you have to make because and, that's the one that's going to send the 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 proper message. If you and, and people say talk it, and and I get that, especially with the Flyers connection. But if if we're gonna go and get somebody to really light a spark, and you know exactly who I'm gonna say, Derek, do it. The guy that I want, John Tortorella. To don't yeah. do it. No. But what has no. Tockett done? We're doing it. Coached a subpar Coyotes team. I. I what is That's he, about it? You, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I'm all for bringing him in. You know, if if there was something there, but if like we need to change now. Mm-hmm. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm I'm throwing all my money at Tortorella, not Rick Tockett. See, mm-hmm. And the fun thing is with Tortorella, he'd be such a blast to watch with the, with the Philly media. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> It'd just be a blast to watch. But <laughs> oh, oh, I, I, oh, Sorry, go ahead, Ogie. No, I'm just laughing at Tortorella being with the being with Philly media. But I do want to pose this: What if you know they fired AV and they just get rid of Yo and Tarion? Because that that was like that was his core. He brought them on, right? Mm-hmm. And why don't we put in this new Daryl Williams that we signed on in July or June or who, whenever we did? I know he's one. Mm-hmm. He's like an AV guy. Why, why don't we just toss him in there? He replaced. La Perrier, we don't want La Perrier coming up from the Lehigh Valley because they're no. just yeah, as bad as we are right now. So mm-hmm. new face, why not? I, I just mean, think we're beyond – no, go, Derek. I'm going to shut yeah. up. Go ahead. <laughs> At that point, you've got three holes to fill. Like that right. – filling one is doable. You can find a guy on the open market that will take that job and who knows what will happen, you know, success-wise. But like filling a head coach role – 
uh, penalty kill, a power play, running the offense, running the defense. Mm-hmm. Filling those two roles, I feel like, is just extra work that this franchise is not going to want to go through, uh, especially going through an entire um, head coaching change. That's something that they would have to revisit in the offseason. Kind of, if they fire AV, honestly, I see this season being a waste because it's going to end up being a trial run. You're going to have know, to find man. out how that new head coach gels with those two guys, with Yo and with Tarion, and then kind of judge by there and figure out whether they're going to stick around or you're going to bring in two new guys. I, I think you have you have countless examples of new coaches coming in from the outside yep. midseason. Look at Craig Berube, mm-hmm. like right. coming in into St. Louis, who was what the last place team they end up winning the cup. That's the most extreme example I can. But he was an see. assistant on the team. It's not like they hired him out of nowhere. Right, fair point. Fair point. They yeah. also didn't but, win the cup. They just went to the cup finals. No, they won the cup. They won. Oh, that's right. Yeah, sorry, I'm thinking yes, Bruins. Good fact, reason. Jack. Good fact, Jack. I'm sorry. Feeling oh, nice credibility, ass. you son of a bitch. I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole. Hoagie's <laughs> favorite song. So, I, I don't know. I, I feel like a coaching shakeup could do it, especially, I mean, if they lose Wednesday night and they lose in, like, decisive fashion, I they have to do something. They have there's, to roll. There's, there's no way. And is could there be a roster shakeup? Maybe. Is it unfair to AV because he hasn't gotten full seasons and people gotten injured? Like, yeah, probably. That's probably not not a fair thing. But like, it's a results oriented business, and like, it's yep, wins right. and losses. It's making the freaking playoffs. It's mm-hmm. about ticket sales. It's about getting people excited about this team. And right now, this team is just in a malaise that like they cannot get out of. Oh, it's about right. ticket sales more so now than it has been in years because you've got a giant corporation running the team, which it's noticeable. I also think that that's, that's a lazy cop for why this team is doing poorly. I, I really do. Like, listen, when it comes to the season ticket stuff and all that, fine. But when it comes to the on-ice product, blaming Comcast, I'm sorry. I, I just I, – I don't. I don't buy it. This is this is a coaching and players and general manager. This isn't you know Comcast putting the roster together. And Comcast and what's his name? David Scott is that? Yeah. The guy? yeah. Like he said, Chuck, this is your thing. Right. Like, or, or Paul uh, Holmgren, this is your thing. Like go figure this out. Um. And so I mean, I honestly I forgot about Holmgren. I actually totally forgot he was around. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so was so was Clark. Clark's still around. He's still in the organization. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't so. know. Like, it, I feel like that's just, you know, again, maybe it is the lazy way to look at it, but at the same rate, think about it. You're working for a giant corporation. Do you think you matter? You know, you're just another number. Uh, but how know, many of these I, teams are run by corporations now, though? I, I feel like that's I becoming the regular. Right. But this but is I, I feel like cast. This is like uh, this is just one of the biggest corporations in the John. In the world. It's Comcast. It's Comcast. <laughs> it's Comcast. <laughs> this is not Bally's Sports, John. This is Comcast. But at the same time, <laughs> guess what? This team's not being sold. So we have no, to talk no. about things that are actually going to be able to fix this, you know. Yeah. And I think that right. what what the fan base wants to see is a change that doesn't represent, okay, we're throwing in the towel. Because mm-hmm. can this season still be saved? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, it can. But you mm-hmm. need to you need to do something. You just have to go, okay, we have faith in turning this organization around this season. But we felt like the way to do that was to make a drastic change so we are fill right. in the blank, you know? So what so realistically, what do we need? Because I'm um, I'm assuming that Nate Thompson's thing is not good. Like he's not a guy who sits out a lot of games and not that he was like the linchpin to our success or not, but that leaves a hole at four C which Bunneman I don't think is qualified to fill. So we need Lawton in at four C. So now we have Broussard yeah, coming playing. in at two C. Is Broussard even- who, I don't know what he's going to do. I think we need another center. Yep. Like that's my, that's my like, uh, a two or third, second or third line center, I think is something that we like desperately need. So like hypothetically, JT Miller, what, like, what does he, like, what would a trade like that look like? Connect me. Connect me or JVR? I think you'd have to give up connect me. I think I, I don't that's think the Vancouver wants JVR, buddy. No one wants no. JVR, but you got to get him off the freaking cap. That, that, <laughs> if you want to do anything with this team, you have to get him, that contract gone. 
That's the only Unless thing. Unless you're throwing them a high quality prospect or a, a high pick. Toss in Morgan maybe Frost. Multiple of them. Are so going to take Frost, though. JT Miller's cap hit is 525. What's, Send him uh, connecting. You save Connect a quarter million dollars. Five? Is that right? Yep. I don't know. I'm looking uh, at five, JT five. Miller. He's 5'5. Five, five. <laughs> I mean, JT Miller's also on the books till 2023. So, I mean, I guess that's not too long. But well, it's shorter than next season. Right. But then you're looking at the geriatric tour as centers when Days comes back. But like I, I at this point, I have zero faith that even if Hayes returns, he's going to be right. anywhere close to what we saw in 2019. Mm-hmm. Right. I think we're prolonging the inevitable when it comes to him. I think he's on the shelf for the rest of the year. I do too. Mm-hmm. LTIR. Yeah, you might as another well, way so to get least... some get some more cash. Right. Just over seven. I mean, maybe that is the books. move. Mm-hmm. And then pull so Tampa Bay and bring him back for the playoffs. They're so hesitant yeah. to do to make any sort of decision with injuries, though. If you've noticed, like, wait, I, I just don't, I don't right. see it happening until it's like a, a doctor's like, no, 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 <laughs> like he's not playing. <laughs> right, right. Sure. Six yeah. days to get test results back is never a good sign. That's for right. Sure. And yeah. also traveling with the team on an away trip, like that made no sense. No, no, absolutely not. I think that's more like the mental thing. Like he's just he just wants to be like around the guys. Like, I think that that's like his, his board, his thing. Yeah. He doesn't <laughs> want to turn into that, that, at year. that point, retire, put on a suit and get behind the bench. <laughs> we may have an opening for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. But so, no, I, I agree with you, Casey, that it, it's a center. If we're going to go and trade for someone, it, it's a center. You're like, yeah, would I love a Tarasenko to come in and score a few goals? Sure. But like we addressed it before Kevin Hayes got injured. That the right. worry was center depth. Yep. And what what's yeah. DeBrusque? Is DeBrusque a wing or a center? He's a winger. He's a top six winger. winger. He just officially requested a trade too. Yeah, yes. that, I'm looking at it now. In here, like what the? <laughs> Wasn't that said like 30 minutes ago? ago. <laughs> Jesus Christ! John. I didn't. Th- I didn't think trade request was a part of what we said. Uh, it was. absolutely was. And if you weren't busy you focusing on the fact that I was multitasking and putting in that ticker that's <laughs> did scrolling you say along the bottom, because I just don't I listen when I you said, talk. I did say it. Um, so you, John. I actually listen to what yeah. Casey talks, but not Derek. In summation, John, Poor you hugs. suck. Anyways, if we're going to keep with the center talk, I think we do need to touch on another somewhat big topic that could turn into something bigger, at least. Uh, Nate Thompson – Decided to take to Twitter earlier this week, which was a little bit of fun uh, that we got to see. Uh, Responded to a tweet from Alex Appleyard of The Athletic. Uh, His tweet said, hey, Alex, if you think I'm that bad, just tag my Twitter name. That way you really mean it. You'll learn, young grasshopper. I just realized you were probably not even walking when I turned pro. Forgive me. I don't know anything. You're the man. Frustration is boiling over a little bit, it seems, for Nate Mm -hmm. Thompson. Uh, We find out that he also separated his shoulder in that meeting against, um, what was it? Uh, I couldn't tell you. Uh, Carolina. Yeah, Carolina. Carolina loss. Yeah. So which loss was it? Could... Oh, it was the Carolina loss. Okay. <laughs> yeah, which loss? <laughs> tell us you're bad without telling us you're bad. Um, <laughs> no, it, um, it, I, I, that's what it is. Frustration's boiling over from, uh, to me at least, with that type of tweet. Not a great sign that a player's taken to Twitter to call people out, but like I can excuse it a little bit. What are your thoughts on this, John? I wish it was like Claude Giroux and not Nate Thompson. Right. Like I, I like, you know, whatever. It's a little immature. And do I think that players should just ignore all that stuff? I do. But like if I if somebody's gonna be like noticeably pissed off and frustrated, I wish it was somebody who meant a little bit more you know what i mean like clearly this is a guy right who is sick and tired of all the heat map geeks get a, giving him a hard time game in and game out he saw it and he he snapped back on it you know at it um he deleted it too i think he did he did but um grab that screenshot it's frustration boiling yeah, over <laughs> and I, I'm glad to see it because if they're not frustrated right now, then I, I don't know what the hell is going on, but whatever. Sure. What do you think, Matt Casey? Yeah. I mean, definitely frustration. And it's also like, I don't know, Nate, you're, you're, 
you're a veteran, you're a professional, like just let it, don't even go on Twitter. Like, come on, we, right. we're doing that. We're doing this stuff because we like hobbies. Like we right. like the flyers as a hobby, <laughs> and, you know, we're passionate about it. Like you're a pro you're getting paid, you know, probably not in the millions, but like you're getting paid a hell of a lot more than we are. Um, and like, just let it go. And also like definitely frustrations because he threw arguably one of the worst breakout passes I've ever seen in my life that led to a goal. And like, yeah. you know, you deserve to be called out on that one, but he also has done plenty of good. And so I feel for him, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, the Twitter, Twitter BS. I, I don't care. Don't win games. <laughs> Shut up. Win games. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Hoagie. I mean, Hey, at least it's not a Jake Ford check and he's just blocking everybody left and right. But I kind of like it now. Yeah. yeah. Hoagie, did you get blocked by lots? I have not. And I, I will cry if it happens. <laughs> I'm going to make sure it happens. I'm going to tweet at him every day. Be like, did you hear Hoagie slandering you on the latest show? <laughs> Somebody's kind of um, fighting you for super, a lot super fan supremacy right now. Yeah, I'll, I'll like, win. I will win. I mean, I hope you don't tweet Whoa. some of the things that they say. but like, I definitely won't. <laughs> but it's interesting um, we got a little battle going on. Yeah. You like that, John? I do. <laughs> But uh, in, in regards to Thompson tweeting this, I mean, Appleyard, I mean, he's saying, you know, if Ross Ferby, TK were making those mistakes, they get benched. Everybody's making those mistakes. It's not just Thompson. It's everybody. So I think I think Thompson's kind of, you know, saying it for everybody, saying, you know, watch the game. Everybody's doing it. We're all frustrated. Let us play the game and let us figure it out. So good for Thompson. I like seeing that a little bit. I, but, I mean, it was kind of bad on his part, too, because he got – pretty much slandered again <laughs> here's the difference though like you look at a guy like Faraby, you look at a guy like connect me like they're expected to do things not like that they're expected right. to be better mm-hmm. they're in a top six role typically i should say whereas thompson like these things are going to happen it, it, it it's going to happen more frequently i should say we don't expect it but when it happens we're like ah you know that's why he's on the fourth line Nothing right. against the guy personally. I think that he's a solid fourth line guy. Like mm-hmm. I'm cool with him where he's at in the lineup. Fine with it. I think frustration boiling over, boiling over. You separate your shoulder. You see this tweet and you're just pissed off because you lost to the uh, to the Canes six to three. Like yeah, okay, spout off. Have your day. Yep. Have fun with it. But at the end of the day, it's like it is kind of nice to see that. There is some frustration. Like they yeah. should be frustrated. They should absolutely be frustrated with the way they've been playing. It's been terrible. So I mean, that's also the knock, that's the knock on the NHL just for years in general has been like, oh, we don't see the personalities of sure, the right? And anytime you do see the personalities, and you know, I think back to the Robin Laner tweets, which we talked about before. I think that's the extreme. Like, Did you just call him Robin. Yeah, isn't that <laughs> his name? Isn't it Robin? Robin, Robin Leonard. Robin. It's like Robitussin. No, like Robitussin. Robin Lenier. So much room up here for important stuff, and his Robin. name is not in <laughs> Is it Robe for short? Robert. Robin. Robin. Like Christopher Robin. Robin. Um, <laughs> Christopher Robin. <laughs> Christopher Robin. Um, and so I, I think you're. I think you're right, Derek. That like showing the personality is good. It just sucks when it's like when from a fan base we're like oh god this isn't a good look for us well it was channeled also- less than ideally like there was yeah. better ways to channel that frustration right you know a sign for why you know us really sucking is we're spending way too much time criticizing the fourth line <laughs> yeah <laughs> like the amount of hate that i hear about the fourth line like they're supposed to be the ones scoring the goals it's like a roulette wheel for our, for our frustration. Like, who's it going to be tonight? Let's right. go. Things never change. You know, right. you're upset just, about But, but even our fourth line has been our best line. line half the time. It's incredible. Because of one player. Exactly. Zach McCune. McCune. And then we up to the third McCune. line, and it was tragic. <laughs> if we had three Zach McCunes, I'd be completely satisfied with that fourth with line. With a little bit more, you know, dash of skill. But, if, I, I but I, on, the, on that note, though, like – I know Lawton actually had a pretty good game uh, last night. Was it last night? Has, but that that all third of his line, games are great. That third line of JVR Lawton and um, Oscar is, is killing me. Yeah. Like they, they do nothing. 
but they gotta just make glue out of JVR now, man. Like that guy is <laughs> that guy's done. Take him behind the bar. <laughs> <laughs> just I'm sorry, but his days are done. Just go to of of mice and men him. <laughs> Jesus. Just, wow. just, the bunnies. Just, just, just they just take the they're like well claude you're the captain you got to do this like all right all right james come on let, let's go play with the rabbits james you take me to see the rabbits claude yeah go ahead look out there <laughs> sorry uh, the best Dude, part is, is this is the, a literary reference in half of our audience so three people will not understand it no. <laughs> Hokey and Derek have no clue. I All do. I know is I don't want any part of this right now. <laughs> that was just said for comedic relief. I don't actually think that Claude Giroux should go blow J- JVR's brains out. I'm just saying that for comedic relief. It would be cool to have. Hey, look at that. This is. Hoagie's entire family is watching this show right now. Kristen Hoagland. I understand the reference. All right, good. We can on we the can, flip side. We can get Hoagie the book on tape, and uh, you know. <laughs> so, my uh, let me just sidetrack here real quick. Michael Brownholtz, is that your father-in-law? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very glad that he's tuning in. I think that you and him are going to have to have a conversation and you're going to have to explain to him. Sometimes this show goes off the rails. Yeah. I will. It's like we're narrating the Hoagie family reunion. Are we getting paid for this? Oh no. Okay. Well, um, literally the whole family and some of your hockey players are listening right now. Lord help you, pal. Yeah. Oh boy, they're gonna think very, very differently of you. Anyways, <laughs> um, now we're coming up on about uh, fifty minutes here. Do we want to touch on this last subject here uh, that Hoagie has written yes. down for us in our? Let's do it. Okay. All right, Sam Carcidi, no stranger to a um, little bit of uh, drama, I guess you want to call it. Put out an article about Claude Giroux. Uh, I'm. I'm sure you guys know what it is and what it's about. You clearly don't. I don't. Um, <laughs> I couldn't tell you right now. I'm, I'm we'll still trying to gather myself you from you telling it. everybody that Giroux should take JVR out back and back. <laughs> um, but uh, no, it's, it's an article about Giroux, whether we should be trading him and giving quantum essentially, and trading him to a cup contender. Um, this is probably one of the hardest things for me to come to grips with because he is my favorite player and maybe one of my all-time favorite players when it comes to hockey in general. But I think it's a question worth asking. Hoagie, I'm going to start with you. We're going to go back in reverse order again. I've been going to John first too often. I'm getting sick and tired of hearing his voice. Um, what is your take on this? Uh, I, You know, we started the episode episode off sober or somber. And it's just, it, <laughs> we and it's we just, did start it's just, sober. Fair, fair yeah, point. right. <laughs> But you know, it's just it's just going to be somber if we ever do trade G because he is a fan favorite. He's the longest tenured athlete in Philadelphia, longest tenured captain in Flyers history. Um, I think if he goes, then we're we're definitely starting over, um, and it's time for the rebuild. So mm-hmm. I I hate saying that, but apparently Comcast does too. They're afraid to say that word, and if we see Drew go, that's what we're looking at. But I. I hope we do right by him and give him a chance to win a cup in his career. That's because rebuild means less money. That's exactly. essentially what it is. You admit it's a rebuild. You're going to lose ticket sales. Matt Casey, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I, I, I don't love it just from a, a fan standpoint. Um, Giroux, I think, has not only been the staple here, but he's also been arguably our best offensive player this season. And still there's plenty left in the tank there. I'm not opposed to making the trade, but you don't do it right now. You no. do it. You do it after the Olympic break when the value is at its absolute peak. And you know what? That doesn't mean that he might not resign back here again next year. Um, you know, mm-hmm. if, if there is a fair shot that the Flyers aren't going to make the playoffs, which, like, well, to be honest, that's that's the direction we're going. Um, then you know, Drew 
deserves a fair shake. If he really wants to come back to Philly, I'm sure there's going to be a spot for him. Um, and then we still have some assets there as well. So um, if we're going to do it, you do it in three months, not right now. Good move. What about you, John? I mean, I agree with Casey. I mean, if you do it now, you are saying that this season's done with already. Mm-hmm. And, and it's too early to do that. I mean, you talk about money and ticket sales. You are completely eliminating all hope in this season if you trade Drew right now. That being said, you know, I do think that there's a few ways you can look at this, right? If if we are out of the playoffs and you want to get put him on a contender, I say go for it. I also really do wonder if contract talks have stalled because he isn't really sure if he wants to stay here. You know, and I don't want to make that story bigger than it is, but at this point, you know, maybe he's kind of fed up with being around here too, where like, Mm -hmm. if you know, you're going to lose him, you trade him. Mm -hmm. you know, but it's too early. Yeah. It could definitely help the franchise. I think if they were to move him at the deadline, um, I know they had mentioned that deal. I forget what deal it was with uh, Felino and like a first or something like that, where right. you get a player back in return that's that can play right away and slot in, you know, in your bottom six, and you get a first round pick. I think Drew could fetch much more than that. I think Drew is right. a better player. Um, Here's but my the same, worry. Thanks for uh, cutting me off. Go ahead. I thought you were done. <laughs> I thought you were done. Do you want to go ahead and finish? No, it's okay. You sound like my wife right now. That's okay. <laughs> Here, here's my worry, though. I think that trading Giroux shows signs of a rebuild that I don't think we can actually do. Because look at all of these yeah. players we have on the books that are not free agents after this season. <clears throat> you know what I mean? You you trade Claude Giroux. Okay, great. You get a first-round pick. Maybe you get a bottom six guy. But you're still stuck with a, a lot of this roster. Mm-hmm. To me, if you're Chuck Fletcher and if this involves clay, trading Claude Giroux, maybe you can get some actual NHL talent for it and use that money in the offseason. But Chuck Fletcher has got to go all in for the rest of his tenure. And I don't give a crap at this point if he screws this franchise for the next five years, because if he's willing to go all in and get some talent to make us contenders like I, I i mean now i'm just rambling but i i think we're so messed up anyway that for this isn't about rebuilding chuck mm-hmm. fletcher's just got to keep making moves to see if he can get this team to win we're not we can't rebuild but at what point do you stop making those moves because you've depleted all your resources like are you going to end up with an empty prospect pool with an empty you know draft cupboard and then you, you still suck but you don't have the capital with the prospects and with the draft to be able to properly rebuild. Then you just push it off maybe three, four more years down the I, road. And it's I three, underst- four more years of misery. I understand that. But again, we have so many people on the books mm-hmm. for longer where you're not rebuilding and like being bad. We're going to just be like, but we've done in this- that. But that's where we're going to be, though. We're, if, if we're still going to have Atkinson. You're still going to have Ellis. You're going to have all of these people on contract yeah. where it's sure, like yeah. we're going to be three, four years of this middle of the road. Retooling. Not quite right where it's yeah. if we had more contracts that were going to come off the books this season and it wasn't working, I'd say go for it. I just don't think we are in a position to do it. No, I don't think so either. You know, because like you said, we've been so we've been in the middle of the road for years now. Right. All of our draft picks have fallen between 10 and 20 for the most part. We haven't gotten quality like out of the draft, aside from guys like Farabee, Provorov, like connect me to an extent too, but like it was brought up too on Twitter, like last how many years Daru's been on the team. <clears throat> we've only drafted X amount of players that are truly making an impact at the NHL level. Like that to me has got to change first and foremost. There's That's plenty of picking. value in, yeah. Well, there's plenty of value though in the middle of the first. There's plenty of value in the second and the third rounds too. Sure, We're but the Flyers aren't the only that. team missing though. Like you yeah. know, I, I think for us, it's so focused <laughs> it on. Seems the, like we're missing everything. Yeah, <laughs> but so many of those players. Rubsov, Pascal, Laberge. Like yeah, but that's a Matt Casey's personal a favorite, day. Nolan Patrick. Nolan, what up, Patrick? Fun. What's he doing these days? Nothing. Is he is he doing anything in Vegas? I don't know. I keep getting Shane Gossesbear updates from people, though. They're really starting to annoy me. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, he could have been doing this in Philadelphia. No, he couldn't. I, I think. I think the frustrating thing for me is that like we were supposed to be going through a quote unquote rebuild under Hackstall or uh, Hextall rather, and mm -hmm. like uh, you know stockpiling these draft picks and like what did we really what did we get? I mean, yeah, we got we got Provorov, we got Konechny, we got we got Morgan Frost, man, we got Morgan Faraby. Frost, Morgan Frost, like. I, Morgan freaking I want to give that kid the benefit of the doubt because I think he came into like a pretty dicey situation. And he's looked all right. Mm -hmm. He hasn't been noticeable, good or bad, which right. I guess is like what you can ask for. But like, I don't know. I, I'm just like, I'm frustrated because it was like, okay, the, these couple of years were supposed to be what the last five years were for. And now it's not. Right. right. Mm -hmm. yeah. no, it's, I mean, to answer the original question, I do think Giroud gets traded. I hate to say it. That's just the 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 person, like the businessman, if you will, approach. Um, as unless a fan, we're in a playoff spot. Unless we're in a playoff spot, sure. Right. But like as a fan, I don't want to see that happen. I absolutely don't want to see Claude Giroux in any other uniform but Flyers orange and black. It's going to kill me. I'm going to hate it. But if it means he gets a cup, I'd be okay with it. The man deserves it after – years and years of mediocrity here in Philadelphia where they failed to build around him. Give the man what he's due. Like he, what, he deserves whatever. I, I we're due a frigging cup too. Like I, I want <laughs> him right here, here not with the team we've got right now. I'm not, here in, I'm not in the Claude Giroux business. I'm in the freaking flyers business. Come on. <laughs> Claude Giroux is the flyers. <laughs> to that. <laughs> All right. Well, if that wraps up our main discussion here, we're going to flip it to Hoagie here real quick. Hoagie. Do you have a dad joke for us this week? Everyone's Boys. watching, Hoagie. Yes, you're going to disappoint your entire set of in-laws here. I never Again. do. Again. <laughs> what do you call a snake without any clothing? Snaked. I see what you did there Chuck because it. snake and naked – Sound very similar, so you just put the D at the end to make snaked sound like naked. Dear God, make me a bird so I can fly far, far, far away from here. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! You take me out to see the rabbits. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, after the uh, after the dad joke here, I just want to take a second to uh, first tell John to shut up. Second. Uh, Want to give a shout out to our uh, two affiliates here. We've got uh, Five Minute Major, Dave and Mastro over there. Uh, fantastic guys, awesome podcast. Give that a listen. Uh, shout out to our guys over at Flyers High and Wide as well. Uh, Jim, Jack, Kyle, Johnny, uh, Jesus, there's a lot of them. I couldn't. Jesus is on there. Jesus, yes, we actually wow. have a suits late edition, but uh, he is there, and uh, yeah, so we're happy to be working with him amongst all the others. <laughs> John, or I'm sorry, Hoagie, we'll go back to you here real quick. Let everybody know where they're going to be able to find you. Uh, find me at Pot Street Hoes on the Twitter app. And uh, like and retweet all my Lawton pictures and love. <laughs> all right, Thanks, Casey. <laughs> Pot Street Casey, spelled out. Yes, <laughs> you are. <laughs> I'm, I swear to God, I'm looking at the movie clip from of Mice and Men. Right? Oh my God! <laughs> oh God! Oh, John, hurry before Casey finds it. He found it. Oh, oh no! Anyway, uh, you can find us on all your various podcast listening receptacles. Eventually, just a quick note: we uh, we did switch from Anchor over to Spreaker, so we're having a few hiccups getting back onto Apple Podcasts. But you can find us on Spotify. We're on a new link there. I know I'm giving you a lot of things that you have to do. It's just in the computer. Right, but we're there. You can find us, and we'll be back on Apple Podcasts eventually. But uh, you can find us everywhere, even on YouTube now. So that's kind of fun. Absolutely. And you can find me on Twitter at Pod Street Bob. You can find John on Twitter at Pod Street Gove, the Pod Street Bullies, all four of us dipshits uh, on Twitter <laughs> at Pod ST Bullies. And uh, well, I'll leave you as I've always left you uh, with uh, Let's Go Flyers. Bye now. Bye now. Alfalfa George. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.